Hello and welcome to Bought at a Price podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Our mission is to take you on a redemptive journey towards understanding the way that God views your body, your lifestyle, and your role in His kingdom. We are committed to bringing you solid biblical wisdom combined with practical science-backed lifestyle tips and information to help you care for yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Thank you for joining us. Have you ever wondered why it's so easy to get distracted, especially from things from, uh, from God? If you're like me, you've got a mile-long list of things that distract you from God. But what if we allowed God to actually step in and change our distracted behavior? I'm certain that God knew we'd get distracted because the Bible, it's filled with distracted people. But it's also full of God stepping in and changing people's oh-so-distracted behavior. How does God help us to change our distracted behavior? God changes our behavior by changing our hearts. And since Easter is approaching, we're going to look at distractions through the lens of Lent. Today, we're going to talk about why, as Christians, we celebrate Lent, and also how a Lenten fast can be used to change our behavior. But it's not just about behavior change. It's about allowing God to shape our hearts to desire Him. It's about fasting the things that distract us from God so that we learn to turn to God and hunger for Him above all else. After we talk about the whys and the hows of Lent, we're going to explore some things that distract us from God and look at some biblical examples of distractions. And then we're going to wrap things up by opening God's Word, looking at behavior change, and answering two very important distraction identification questions. So if you're ready for today's journey, let's ask God, would you please help me change my behavior. So why do Christians celebrate Lent? Lent's actually an old Saxon word that means spring, and nope, it's not in the Bible. What is in the Bible are the practices associated with Lent. Prayer, fasting, and generosity. These three practices are found everywhere in Scripture. Fasting. Moses fasted for 40 days when he met with God on Mount Sinai. Elijah fasted for 40 days as he journeyed to meet God at Horeb. And Jesus, he fasted for 40 days as he prepared for his public ministry. And the other two practices, prayer and giving, those are both things that Christians are instructed to do. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 even tells us to pray without ceasing. And 2 Corinthians 9.7 says God loves a cheerful giver. But these Lenten practices aren't just about prayer or giving more. Celebrating Lent is about recognizing our sinful human condition and our desperate need for a Savior. It's a time where we knowingly walk into a wilderness season so that we can draw closer to God, so we can recognize our appetites for things of the world and willingly lay them down. This is where Lenten fasts come in. 
If you would like to listen to a couple of other podcast episodes on prayer, I've linked two of them in the show notes. So why do we fast for Lent? I like to think about fasting for Lent as spiritual spring cleaning. Things are fasted during Lent to reset our human appetite and acknowledge that we're the reason Jesus died and rose again. If you, like me, find that you fill your time with everything but God or that you're usually trying to solve your own problems, a Holy Spirit-powered fast might be for you. Everything, including us, is always better after some spring cleaning. What we have to realize, though, when we're fasting is that fasting isn't done to destroy our flesh or to boost our egos. Fasting is done to draw nearer to God and to allow him to mold us into his image. Fasting is done to allow God to shape our hearts. So how are we supposed to fast for Lent? Matthew 6, 16 through 18, Jesus tells us, When you fast, do not be somber like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they already have their full reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that your fasting will not be obvious to men, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. There are two key elements to fasting from this passage. Act normal and only tell God. And while those seem easy enough, tell your brain that after you've decided to fast all forms of social media, television, or sugar, and need to act like everything's, quote, status quo. Part of recognizing our sinful nature is recognizing that we're always seeking attention and trying to get other people to think highly of us. But Jesus says, nope, don't fast for attention. We're to fast in a way that only our all-knowing Heavenly Father is aware of. Think about it. Lenten fasts are about recognizing our need for a Savior and drawing closer to God, not about man's applause. So do some distraction identification and think about the things you zone out with and that distract you. Then think about how fasting these things would make you more aware of the reasons for Jesus' death, his burial, and his resurrection. Then ask the Holy Spirit to empower you and for God to change your heart and draw you closer to him as you fast those things. All right, now let's Move to those things that we tend to zone out with and those things that distract us. Ever since creation, man's been getting distracted. In Genesis 3, when Satan distracted Eve with all that's good, pleasing, and desirable, self-interest took God's rightful place. I'm not saying that all distractions are bad and that we need to live in a distraction-free bubble to remain in right relationship with God, but Occasionally, we do need to step away, change our behaviors, and purposefully draw closer to God. Because when we do this, we'll find ourselves more in love with God and our changed behavior resulting in a changed heart. So, what distracts you from God? What do you find yourself doing when you're wanting to zone out? 
This is going to look different for everyone. So I've got a little list I'm going to read to you. Think about these things and cover them in prayer. It's possible the Holy Spirit will show you something entirely different. Here are some things that I wrote down that might distract us from God. Social media, television, books, shopping, the need for a perfect appearance, a perfectly clean home, exercise, food, alcohol, serving others, and more. But before we look to change our behavior, now let's look at a couple of those biblical examples of people who got distracted. Thankfully, the Bible is full of people getting distracted. I love that God knew we would need help so much that I'd almost say everyone in Scripture except Jesus found themselves getting distracted. Eve got distracted and chose to focus on what she wanted instead of what God had instructed. Israel spent the entire Old Testament getting distracted, and again, their distractions were based on self-interest. Skip to the New Testament. Peter got distracted when he took his eyes off of Jesus and looked to his surroundings. Then there's the well-known story of Mary and Martha, where Martha was distracted by her to-do list. Obviously, God knew we would have a problem with distractions, but that still leaves the question, does the Bible say anything about how we're supposed to change these distracted behaviors? It's time for us to look. Overcoming distractions of all forms, including the seemingly harmless one of zoning out, requires self-control. And guess what self-control is? It's a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 through 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. The Greek word that uh, for fruit that Paul used in this passage means the natural product of a living thing. And Paul used this so that we would understand that the Holy Spirit is the living thing who produces this natural product. But notice also that fruit isn't plural. The nine things are one piece of free Holy Spirit fruit that's grown in us but it's not grown independent of us. We've got to battle the weeds of sin that are constantly trying to distract us from the things of God. And fasting is one way of doing this. We step away or fast from the things that distract us. And then every time we're wanting to turn to the things we've chosen to fast, we turn instead to God. And as the days go by and we rely on the Holy Spirit's strength, our love for God grows and he shapes our hearts to desire him above all else. So now, those two distraction identification questions that I told you about. These are the ones I'm going to ask you to use for figuring out if you're getting distracted or tending to zone out. They're super simple, but know this, sometimes simple works. Spend time answering these two questions and then ask God to show you what he wants you to fast. And remember, Lenten fasts are about stepping into the wilderness, knowing that God will shape your heart to hunger for him. So the first question, when you're stressed, tired, angry, depressed, or struggling with any emotion, 
what do you spend your time doing or wishing you could do? The second question, do you use food, social media, television, books, exercise, shopping, alcohol, anything as a reward or a retreat? Or do you turn to any of these things because you want to remove yourself from situations, people, or emotions? I told you they were simple questions. The hard part is being honest with ourselves and recognizing that we're using these things to meet needs that only God can meet. Me? I zone out with YouTube, crackers, and peanut butter. I know they don't make me feel better. And I also know God desperately wants me to turn to Him. As Sarah said Wednesday, God wants us to have an insatiable hunger for Him. And He walks with us through our wilderness seasons. Why? To shape our hearts towards Him. If you've not listened to that post, I've included the link in the show notes. It's a powerful, powerful post and episode from Sarah. So will you join us as we purposefully fast the things that distract us from God? And will you ask God to shape your heart to above all else desire Him? Our prayer is that the days between now and Easter Sunday will be special, special days. Days where you willingly step into a wilderness season because you want God to shape your hearts toward Him. Will it be easy? Nope. That's not the question to ask yourself. Instead, ask yourself, will it be worth it? Because the answer to that question should be a resounding yes. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And Lent, it's about Jesus' death, his burial, and his resurrection, about the eternal life that it gives us. Remember, dear friend, your eternal life began the moment you chose to follow Jesus. And as you spend your life following him, God wants you to desire him above all else. As you're praying about what's distracting you from God and what he might want you to fast, consider these words from Psalms 139 verses 23 to 24. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Will you allow the Holy Spirit to give you the self-control needed as you fast? And will you fast only because you're wanting to draw closer to God and want to desire Him and Him alone? Until next time, remember that I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Romans 8, 18. God bless.